And they said me, a Liverpool fan, would not enjoy Champions League nights. Manchester United 2, Galatasaray 3. This is onto the ball. Travis, what a night! <laughs> I can see your face. I can see your face, mate. Oh. it's over. It's over for him, mate. I'm, I'm surprised. Hug. Is it yeah, over? I'm surprised if he's in a job tomorrow, bro. There's still. Oh, the time's right. gone. There's two minutes left. That's five Who's defeats. That track, in one. Five defeats. That five defeats in a row. That will be, won't it? No, it's not. Yeah. Is it? Let's no, they beat Burnley, actually. Five out of the last. I think it's five. We've lost four in the league and two in the Champions League. Six defeats out of ten. No, out of nine. Six defeats in nine. Yeah, six defeats in nine, mate. He's lost six out of nine. You beat Palace in the cup, Burnley in the league. One, two, three, four. You've lost five. We've lost yeah, six games. Six. This six, four in the league, two in the Champions League. Six out of nine. Anana is coming up. It's the last minute of injury time. Anana's, do you not think Anana's done enough damage tonight? Than to be coming up and being on the edge of the box no in way. the 97th minute. If they break, it's going to go 4 2. Head, heads it away. Anana's still in the box. They're breaking. They're going to beat Anana. I know I said Anana's fat, but Jesus Christ, you want to see him running back. Ah, oh, Fernandez wins it back. Ah, oh, they're on the break now. Dallow down the right. Well defended. Flags up. That looks like it'll be it, Travis. And that'll be it for the manager as well. Really? Do you really think this would this could be curtains? Someone said to me today, oh, if Man United get beat tonight, that'll be it. And could I be. Think, oh. it's, it's, it's massively in question. Could be easily. Six out of nine. It's Three over. wins. Three wins. Six out of nine. <laughs> Six defeats out of nine. Yeah, that, that's that's not a top class manager, is it? I mean, this is like worse than Ollie. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Where are we gonna go from here, Travis? This is your team, your club. This is there is no <laughs> your manager. To... Oh, this mate. is your manager with a Dutch pot. The, the Dutch pot's run out of the steam, pet, man. The Dutch There's no pet. oil. There's no, there's no oil. There's no flames on the grill. It's all finished, mate. The pot's empty. You might as well just put an empty pan on the hob, mate. It's just finished, bro. <laughs> it's over. It's over, man. I should, be, I should be raging, and I am because like I really, really did think Ten Hag was going to be that guy. And you can't blame him totally on tonight. It is on some of the players, obviously Anana, basic errors and stuff, but. There's no confidence in that team. There's no sort of like identity, no way of playing it. The first half was just hoof ball, man. Just hoof and hope. That's what I called it, hoof and hope, man. Just blasting it over the top. 
hoping Rashford can get on the end of it and stuff. It's just Hoyland was obviously the standout. He looks a player and he does look a player, bless him. But you just when you're in a struggling team like that, you just are feeding off scraps. Like that again, the second Hoyland, the first Hoyland goal was a great cross from Rashford had a second goal. He's just made it on his own, a slip from Davidson Sanchez, and he's just blitz the centre half. But defensively, if you just if you're just wide open, you're gonna get beat in the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? There's no easy games in the Champions League at all, man. But yeah, he's a he's a he's not even a dead man walking. He's just dead. That, that's literally it. Not even a dead man walking. Just dead, bro. I had um, Hoyland down to score a hat trick, and I was gonna have the opening gambit as Champions League debut at Old Trafford. Hat trick. Where have we heard that before? Wayne Rooney. Yeah, Rooney. And, and then he's, he's as soon as I was up. thinking of that in my mind, it all went wrong big time. Yeah. Travis, we've got to we've got to go right to the back. Right to the back. Andre Onana. I called it from day dot. Yeah. And obviously you thought I was winding you up. He is not no. a top, top draw keeper. He's just not. No. He's erratic. He's Fabian Bartes. Mm. Are you surprised at the lightness of Fabian. He's got this this wire loose in his head. He's yeah. erratic. He's not in control. You don't know what he's going to do next. You can always, always guarantee he's going to give the opposition an opportunity. I mean, I don't yeah. even know where to start. Which which bit are we starting? Uh, the Casemiro sending off? What was he doing? Obviously, Anana stitched him up with a pass. He should never play that pass. It was lazy, lackadaisical. That's killed things like that will kill Tenag and he'll lose his job. You can't put it all on the manager tonight. You can't like just basics defending. Do you know what I mean? Dallo error, Anana error. The second goal, I forgot the equaliser. It's a it's a good little finish, but it was it was a tidy finish, wasn't it? It all stems from just like not really having an identity and not being a, and not being structured in anything we do. We're not structured offensively and we're not structured defensively either. Both ends of the pitch, we've got we lack massive structure and we're wide open and we're not good at creating chances. That's a recipe for disaster for any football team. And it's basics. It's basics really like having a shape and being compact at a possession in the Champions League is it should be just standard really for for a top club. But we're just so far behind and we just lack so much tactical now so that 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 we are he, he, there is no way on this earth tenag is going to get out of this absolutely no way really are we <laughs> literally talking tenag getting sacked yeah i think so i think so what even like all the time you waited to appoint him all the money he's spent the state of the squad or the club yeah but what, what's, when he the come time, in? what's the time for what is the time for what no, from a neutral perspective, take me out of it. Yeah, no, I think I should. I, I do think, and I've been saying that, um, I said at the start of the season, he'll get sacked. I wrote it on Twitter and you're like, wow, that's an early receipt. And no, I honestly meant it. I said he won't see the season out. And yeah, I do won't. think he's massively, massively at risk. I'm I just trying to play devil's advocate. Christmas. I don't think you'll see Christmas, bro. I'm not even joking. I don't think you'll see Christmas. Because I mean, you could be out of the Champions League by like that middle set of games against Copenhagen. Well, we are out of the Champions League. We've already lost two, which means Bayern are going to come to Old Trafford and win. So the match, yeah, that's a write-off, isn't it? The match is against nine, and I don't know what um, I know. Bayern were drawing today, and so and Copenhagen and Galatasaray 
Galatasaray on four. They drew the first game. Copenhagen are at least on one point. We've not even got a point. We might not even get in the Europa League, bro. Like, it's that bad. We might not even get in the Europa League. Like, it's just... We are dreadful. Does the fourth-place team go into the Europa Conference League? Please say they do. Please. No, we don't. We don't. We just we just exit everything, mate. But literally, like... Oh, my days. Like, look at that league table. Are you seeing it? This is what I'm saying. So, we've so Bayern's a loss. So, really, we've got to get nine points. But Galatasaray, we might not beat... In fact, we won't beat them away from home. They've just beat us at Old Trafford. So, why, what makes us think we're going to go on the road? And We could literally lose all six. Like, we've, we've just lost to Galatasaray at home. Like, it's actually unbelievable what we're saying. Like, we've actually just lost to Galatasaray at home. We are shambolic. We are absolutely shambolic. We're a bunch of players. We're not a team. The confidence is low. And the manager has not got a clue how to get us out of it. He has not got a clue, I'm telling you now. This isn't reactionary. It's not angry. It's me telling you this manager has not got the skill to turn this situation around. He has not got the skill. I'm telling that now, categorically. You can put it in whatever font you want. You can title it. You can clip it. Eric Tenog has not got the skill to get us out of this situation. Fact. Do you think he thinks his job's at risk now? Yes, 100%. I mean, obviously, the start of last season, he lost against Brentford, Brighton. It wasn't the start. It was the start of his tenure, but it wasn't the best start. And obviously, then, as he settled down. But this season, obviously, you've just lost six out of the first nine, including... And we didn't even Champions deserve to beat Wolves. So, if you put that in there, the three out... And Forest. Two out the, well, we did actually play all right in that Forest game, but we were 2-0 down. We could have quite easily come away with a draw. So, like, if you take that into consideration, we've actually only deserved to win one game and Burnley still dominated the game against us. So, we've actually not really deserved to win any football matches this season. And the six teams we've lost to, like Palace, Galatasaray tonight, obviously we've lost to some good teams as well, but... Teams that we should be competing against, especially like at Old Trafford now. That we, we had one loss at Old Trafford last year. We've already taken three L's at Old Trafford this season. That's when you know for a fact things are a mess, when we've taken three L's at Old Trafford against Palace, Galatasaray and Brighton. Bopped off the park against Brighton. Tonight, shambles. We score a goal, we concede about five minutes later. Literally, you can't even put the kettle on and it's 2-2. It's like mad. Like, I'm not, it's crazy, bro. Like, literally, we score and then within minutes, they've equalized every single time. So, Both it's like, times, yeah. This is what I'm saying. So, it's like, we, we, we have actually got no solutions because I know what Twitter will be like for the next few days blaming this player, blaming that player, blaming Anana, blaming this, blaming that. But at the end of the day, we've tried about 30 different players this season. And, and in every single combination, they've all looked dead. So you can't have 30 dead men. To me, that says that the manager's not getting the best out of the squad. It's as simple as that. I'm not saying the board of directors are perfect. I'm not saying the infrastructure's perfect upstairs. But actual coaching, the demand out of these players, the standards that he's supposedly holding this squad to account, it obviously isn't working because every time we're performing the same way. 
And it's just the brand that he's delivering as well. Hoofball, smashing it over the top. First half, just smashing it in the corner for Bruno and Rash to run onto, hoping that they get there. Like, even the goal, as good as Rashford's cross was, it comes from, like, a Casemiro just blasting it over the top. It's like what you see at under-12s or something, when you've got, like, a big, rapid front three and they're just quicker than the opposition, so you smash it over the top. It's just so dead, man. That's not going to win you stuff. So it's as simple as that. What do you think the players are thinking? Do you think they're revolting? Maybe not publicly, but do you think inside? Because do you remember when Ollie was at his deadest and you were like, campaign, I want Ollie out? Mm. Like, you remember we we were almost mocking the half-assed press and the half-assed trigger to the press. And you were like, it's lack of coaching. The players don't know when to go, when to sit, when to spring the trap. And it's laughable. Mm. Do you see that now? Um, I just see like... He- it's like he doesn't know how he wants to play. Like, he's caught between... Like, he's saying he wants us to be, like, a counter-pressing team. Then he wants us to be, like... Then he wants us to win the ball back with the high press. And then he sort of, like, bombs the hair and says he wants us to be a possession team and play out from the back. But then De- then Anana hoofs it. So it's like, I don't actually understand. I don't think he knows how he wants to play. That's the first sign of panic from a manager for me when you're just changing your system all the time and changing the way you want to play, changing the way you want to set up defensively, how you want to win the ball back. So those to me are telltale signs that he is not confident in his own methods because he wouldn't have to change it so much. You're not seeing a regular pattern and a regular way of playing. It's all individuals just hoping that, they produce a bit of magic. And that is exactly how the Oli era was ran. Exactly the same. Oli was used to rely on moments quite a lot. Um, but I, I would even say, like, Oli's defensive structure was better than Ten Hag's. At the, I mean, I know we had a lot of clean sheets last year, but this season, the start of this season... I don't know what's going on defensively. I mean, he's going to point it down to injuries and not having Martinez and stuff like that. But don't like you've got Amrabat, yeah. You bought him in as a centre mid. He's right footed. So Dallow's played left back before Amrabat's even come in. So why not put Dallow at left back and put Amrabat so he's on his Where's Regulon? He's injured. He's injured. And Malassia. Yeah, and Malassia. Yeah, they're all injured. That's just unlucky, but. Like, put Amrabat on his strongest foot. Don't put him on his left foot. It just looks so awkward. He's not a fullback. So, like, I don't... I just don't know. Like, I just literally don't know what he's doing, man. I don't know what he's doing. So, if the, if I don't know what he's doing, these players must just think he's a maniac because he's putting, <laughs> centre, he's putting centre mids at left back. Rashford started the season up front. He pl- clearly can't play there. Then he goes wide left, gets three assists against Forrest. Then he's back through the middle again. Then you're seeing like Amrabat at left back. We're smashing it upfield into the corners. It's literally all over the place. It is. It does not look like a team. I'm not saying we have to play like Man City. I'm not saying we have to play like Arsenal or Liverpool or whatever. Just have. You bought in a ball clip playing goalkeeper. Let's play football. Like what you're smashing it over the top for. It's just so dead to watch, man. It's dead. Anana could do with forgetting about the ball playing for now and just saving some shots. Do you not think? And with hindsight, was I right that you should have kept De Gea and spent that money elsewhere on the squad? Well, if we're going to smash it upfield, yeah, we should have kept De Gea if we're going to smash it upfield, yeah. Well, if we're not going to play it from the back, there was literally no point in buying him. 
Because he just... hasn't improved your team. Let's just put it that way. Has, has Anana improved your team? No, he hasn't improved that team Nine at all. games. No, he hasn't improved the team at all. Because we're not we're not trying to play out from the back. So what was the point in buying him? He might as well have just had the better shot stopper. And De Gea is a better shot stopper than him. So he might as well have just kept him. It was a waste of 43 million quid. But it, that, we've wasted so much money, though. We've wasted so much money. that That's exactly what we, we do at United. We don't really build teams. We just buy players. We don't actually understand what sort of brand of football we want to play. So how are players meant to fit into it? So everyone's banging on about a DOF. But the manager don't even know how he wants to play. So how's a director of football meant to buy him players? Like it's just it's just a shocking. There's like five different systems in one team. It's just the players must be just Rashford must be thinking, so man want me to press and be and defend and counter-attack all in one game. Like who's how many lungs has he got? Ten. Like who like how many wingers can press high intensely and get back and track fullbacks the other way and counter-attack all at pace with quality and then expect to find end product. No winger in world football does that. Salah don't even do that. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't, he doesn't do that. You never see well, Salah. We don't ask him to, do we? You don't ask him to, exactly. And everyone's like, Oh, if you look at Salah, look at his work rate off the ball. I'm like, no, when it's in in the right area, he does it. Like, if it's within close proximity and he's just lost it or someone's lost it in his area, we don't see him tracking, like, opposition fullbacks and stuff. The one of your DMs goes across and does it. Like, it's just stupid. Like, the way United fans see ball and they just, they're homing on, like, a victim. And at the moment, it's Rashford. Like, oh, he's playing dead, so let's just make Rashford throw him under the bus and just say he's dead. The whole team is playing dead. Like, the whole team, literally from 1 to 11. Apart from Hoyland tonight, it was good, but everyone else was just like yeah, to Hoyland. Yeah, Hoyland is the real deal. I hate to say it, but he is, he just is, touch, he is. touching on Rash, like that one where he should have went to clean through on goal and scored, and mm. he tried to pass it to Bruno. Do you think yeah. that was a bit of fan pressure, maybe social media influence? Yeah. He was Everything. thinking, I'm going to have a game where I'm going to turn into a provider for Hoyland or someone in the centre. And do you think he just got caught in no man's land? Because yeah, without a doubt, absolutely for him to to have the, the perfect shot and score himself after already assisting Hoyland. Yeah, it's a pure, that was a pure confidence decision, man. A confidence, Rashford just buries that, like laces at bottom bin. He, like We've seen that finish a load of times, but yeah, he's obviously struggling. He would have seen all the social media stuff and that because he's, I'm not saying he's massively active on it, but he, I mean, he does every now and again, especially with all the like activity he was doing with, with all the schools and all that. So, he, he would have been aware and the United fans are sick in the head with some of the stuff they've been doing about Rashford, man, like some of the compilations and that. I mean, I'm not just singling him out because sometimes United players, fans do it with a lot of players. Like I've done certain bits with like the Maguires and stuff. It does happen to players, but he's obviously suffering from a, a, a loss of confidence with that. I thought he had a half decent game tonight. There's a lot of like conspiracy theories flying around like the manager's not allowed to take him off and all that jazz. Like we overanalyze stuff when things are going this bad about things in people's contracts and he's got a play and he's not allowed to play. The manager manages the team. Whoever you see out there, whatever substitution he makes, whatever player comes on, whoever's performing well consistently or not, it's down to the system. It's down to the manager and their staff's choices. No one else. You can have, the best director of football in the world. You can have the best ownership in the world. If your manager 
is not tactically in-game, adjusting to the opposition and giving the team a way of playing, I'm sorry, you're just not going to get the results that you're looking for at any football club. So it's as simple as that. So I'm Rash, he's definitely suffering from a loss of confidence. But the thing is, Rash was the big talking point when Ollie was in charge, wasn't it? Um, I remember us talking about it and saying, I'd take him at Liverpool. He's just gone a bit stale. Uh, maybe he needs to reignite his career. But then he, he come strong last season, didn't he? Remember, he had a yeah. great like January, February. There were shouts of him being Ballon d'Or, Starboy, yeah. he's back. He was basically performing like Sadio Mane in his pump. Mm. And now we're back into them realms where you're kind of thinking, does he suit this manager? Does he fall out with the manager? He's gone off the boil. He's out of form. Questions about whether he'll remain at Manchester United. I mean, what is his position in the squad now? Is he the highest earner now De Gea's gone? Yeah, I would say so. I'd say he's the highest earner. I th There's a lot of pressure on Marcus Rashford and people need to forget that he broke onto the scene when he was just turned 18. So he's been there eight years. It's a long time to be at a football club. And, and when you've got that much pressure on you to sort of be the talisman, so to speak, when you're not even a striker, like if you think about it, I mean, Bakayo Saka is probably the only other player and Saka at Liverpool who, who as a wide player are the talisman. Every, every other club relies on their centre forward. And we've not had a centre-forward, a proper number nine for such a long time that he's been that guy who's always like bailed us out and saved us in situations where we've needed goals. And I think the moment he stops playing well or has goes through one of his bad spells like he is now, he gets massively criticised. But I'm like, if you take him out of the team, which sometimes he deserves to be taken out of the team, who else is stepping up? And I think the managers see that and they're like, do you know what? I can't really hang my hat on anyone else. Yeah, I really can't. I mean, maybe a little bit more now. He feels a little bit more confident now. Hoyland's in the groove and scoring goals and stuff. But before that, Oli, Tenag, they've not had a centre-forward. that They've not identified a centre-forward as a club or as, a manage, as managers that have really been able to take on that mantle. So it's always hard for Rashford. And and I, I am a little bit biased towards Rashford, so I don't want to be too biased. I call out his performances when he's been poor, and he has been poor recently. So like some of his touches and his passing and his layoff, and he's been very sloppy with some of his play, and his decisions haven't always been the best. I will call that out. But in terms of dedication, wanting to do well, I can't ever fault his... I can fault his attitude at times in terms of his body language and how it looks, but I don't think there's a bad bone in his body. Like, I don't think, look at him and think, do you know what, he, he's, he don't care about this football club. He does. I think he really does care about Man United. And at the moment, Ten Hag's drowning and every player is drowning, every single one. So, yeah, I'm not just going to single him out. Um, I'm just looking at the stats now. They're on screen. Um, that looks like, I mean, this is, let's not forget, this is only Galatasaray. This is at Old Trafford in the Champions League. Um, other than Wilfred, Wilfred Zaha, I can't. I don't even know a single Galatasaray player. And yeah, it's even. It looks like an even game. Um, it is an even game. And I expected they're, Man they're United teams, to slap they're, them. They're, I they're teams of equal ability, Scott. Like, just I'm not even going to pretend. Like, Man, you aren't a good team. Like, I'm not going to pretend. We're Man United by name, but not by style or play or how we present ourselves. We, we are as good as Galatasaray. If not, they might be slightly better than us. Like, there's literally... I'm not even joking. Like, that's no banter. We are not a good team. We don't defend well. 
and we don't score lots of goals and we don't consistently create chances. That is the sign of a poor team. We are a, a rubbish team, a rubbish football team. Well, the results certainly point to that. Um, yeah. Hoyland. Mm. Let's get positive for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever a striker does well, people love a comparison, don't they? That second goal, who did that remind you of? Just say it, brother. Just say it. <laughs> Just say it, because I'm thinking he, it too. Bro, he is shit off a shovel, isn't he? How rapid is he? That it was a robotic off. run. It was like he was just gliding, leaving the defender. And I was he like, that's Haaland. He toasted him, didn't he? Yeah. He is... He the finish. Is the finish yeah. was Haaland as well. It was like, there was never in a doubt never, in his mind. Doubt, pure man. confidence to just clip it. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, obviously, I just want to slag Man United and everything about yeah. them. But that is, they've got a player there. Yeah, yeah, he's top draw. He is. Even the disallowed goal, the little shift and bang was just disgusting, wasn't it? Like what he did to the defender. Yeah, I love watching him play as well because he's got everything. Like even when it goes into his feet, he just pop, holds a man off. Just you can't rough him up. He's only a kid as well. Like he's 19. He's going to be scary. Like what he needs to do though is leave my new rapid because he won't get the development, bro. Honestly, just he needs to jet. Like I love him at United, but... It's, we, we will finish him off. If he if he stays at this club a long time with these kind of managers, mate, he'll just bury him. It will bury his bones, mate. They'll be coming out of his body, mate. So, yeah, he is top draw, though. Touch, finishing, pace, power. He has got the lot. And he, and he looks like a special talent. The finish, both finishes were incredible. The one with his head bravery getting in the right area. Second finish, little death dink. The one that got disallowed as well. So good to watch. And... He's a fan. He's really taken to the fans because he works hard as well. He just he's a proper centre forward, and he gets in the right areas. And like you said, if you put the ball in the right areas, he'll score goals without a doubt. I don't want to give Ten Hag a get out of jail free card, but you've still got so many injuries. Okay, you haven't had Anthony supplying the bullets for Hoyland mm. with Rashford on the other side. You haven't mm. had Amrabat in the double pivot with Casemiro yet at all. You haven't mm. had Shaw at left back pretty much all season. Martinez is out, so he would partner Varane. You've got to expect better from Anana, of course, but there's no one going to replace him. Aaron Wambasaka, would you say he was edging the first choice right back spot? Is he injured or is he? Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, he's injured. Um, mm. Mason Mount, obviously, it's no one knows if he's going to um, remain or not. But let's be honest, your first choice eleven, Mason Mount doesn't get in it, does he? You have Amrabat mm. and Casemiro in the double pivot you haven't had yet. You have Bruno in front. You have Anthony, you have Rashford, you have Hoyland. Now, on paper, that doesn't look too bad. Is there mm. a glimmer of hope that Ten Hag has still got a level he can get to? Or is he literally dead man walking? Is it feasible he could get sacked? I can't, I can't see it. Not again. Not again. Jesus. Not again. Listen, bro. He's finished. Forget the injuries. It's a system like... when. Look, for me, Mount was actually better than Bruno tonight in terms of ball retention and stuff. But, like, there's just nothing that can potentially turn this round. I know what you're saying in terms of players in the right positions and all of that, but... Honestly, it's down to the way we play. It's down to the way we play and how we try and play football. And it doesn't matter what players you put in the positions. There's just no format to how we play. 
Like what? What's going to happen? Like if Amrabat goes straight into midfield and we've got a left back, we're still going to smash it over the top in the corners and lose the ball on turnovers and stuff. Like it's just not. Like we're not playing. We're not. We're not preventing ourselves playing through the lines because of the personnel. We're just not doing it because that's not how we want to play as a team. We want to be direct. Like I said on Twitter, it's some Haggardice. It's Sam Haggardice ball. No, it's Sam Haggardice. Haggardice. Sam Haggardice ball, mate. It is as soon as we get it, Varan, Casemiro, Diagonal City, mate. Like just smashing. I could not believe what I was watching. I was like, why? I was like, is the, is no none of the midfielders going to come and get it? Like, do we not want to play, play it into midfield? I don't understand it. Like, I'd love to see like the touches our midfielders actually get on the ball because it can't be much. They just it's like tennis, just watching the ball going over the head all the time, man. Like a cat just chasing a shadow on the wall. It's mad. But wait, we might as well not have a midfield. So yeah, the players aren't going to make a difference. But I'm being hand on heart honest. I love Man United Football Club. But under under Tanag and his staff, unfortunately, it's just not going to happen for him. It's really not. Don't matter what combination. No, he's not. 100% now. Clip this and play it. And if he does turn it round, I will say it's a miracle. And I will hold my hands up. And I'll be so happy because I was so optimistic with this managerial appointment before he came in. I thought he was going to be that guy who bought this brand of football and bought the way we were playing and made us, like, just had a style like Liverpool. When you watch Liverpool, when you watch Man City, they win the ball back in two totally different ways. But they've got an identity. You know what they're doing. When I watch Man U, it's like one minute we're pressing, then we're in a low block and we're not pressing. Then it's like we've got a high line, ball over the top, just straight in behind this high line. We've got slow defenders apart from Varane. So why are we playing a high line? There's grass in behind. I'm like, we have we the the space between our back line and our striker is an absolute chasm, man. I'm like, you can't play football like that. It's just absolutely bonkers. So the players must just be thinking, this is, it's only a matter of time. Uh, Sid Al's joined. I've not seen you on the channel before, Sid Al. Thanks for joining. Hi, Sid Al. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. He says, good game, uh, good night for us. Easy three points. So Sid Al is obviously a Galatasaray. Really and easy for Sid Al. He's loving it. Man, you go to UEFA Euro League. Sadal, it's no, not even, not even the in Europa the bag they're going there. <laughs> they might finish fourth and be out of Europe. No, we're not even going together. to Europa League, mate. Good night, oh, everybody. Good night, mate. Good night. Cheers for tuning in, brother. Really appreciate it. Um, Trav, it was almost like I was having a deja vu there. Mm. And, and we went back in time about three years ago as you were telling me about ball under Haag. It could have literally been like Ollie was in charge. Is this worse than Ollie? 100%. Really? It's worse than Ollie Bowman. It is worse <laughs> than Ollie Ball, mate. It is. It's worse than Ollie Ball because we're not even solid. We're shipping three goals a game. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, apart from Palace, we're conceding twos and threes. Get fact, let's get that up. Let's get that up. Get that up, mate. Because we're letting in two to three goals a game. That is not a good team, man. It's not a good team, mate. It's just, ah, dear man. We are so dead. We are so dead. I mean, obviously, saying this it's worse be, than Ollie, because be you were this, like... This could be up there, though. This could be up there. You were that. so passionate about Ollie out, like, pretty early from what I remember. 
And a lot of it was to do with the style of the play, as you've said. Um, so for this to be worse than that, where's that gone? Three against Galatasaray, obviously lost at home against Crystal Palace. Forget the EFL Cup, that doesn't count. That's reserves playing. Premier League, Burnley shipped a 1-0 win, fair play. Conceded four against Bayern, three against Brighton, three against Arsenal, two against Forest, two against Spurs. And a lucky 1-0 win over Wolves. It's just twos and threes every time, man. And obviously, Anana was brought in to, to be an upgrade on Degay, which we've already touched on. I think both of us agree he is in, in this Man United team anyway. Um, that's not to say that he's not a better keeper. And in, if you put Degay or Anana in Man City's team or Liverpool's team, Anana would probably come out as the better keeper. But just right now, you just need a, a keeper that will save shots and forget about all this playing out from the back. But do you know, do you know what? Do you know why I think this is worse than Oli as well? Like, I hammered Oli. I, 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 I thought in, he could have a million seasons. He would never have won the league. He would always get top four because of the quality that we had. But he would never win the league. But the thing is with Oli, yeah, I can remember when we played Spurs, Jose Mourinho Spurs at Old Trafford, and we got blasted 6-1. Do you know what he did the next day? He put McFred in there. And he said, do you know what? We're not, we're not that good, but we're going to make ourselves hard to beat and solid. And he, and he had a whole season where he was unbeaten away from home and we weren't conceding many goals and we became a little bit of a moments team. We're trying to be a moments team, but without the defensive solidity as well. And Tenag hasn't changed it. Like if he went with a couple of double pivot, couple of defensive midfield players, make it tight, sound. We've been saying that no. for weeks now, haven't we? We've been championing Scott McTominay. Bruce, What's Scott McTominay? Bruno. Is he still on the bench? on the bench, not getting used. I know, I know he's put Hannibal in, took him off at half-time. So then we've got Mount, Ericsson and Bruno. We're all in the same team. Like, that don't even work with a diamond. Like, I don't understand what the system is. Bruno's right wing. It's just so dead, man. You've got Anthony on the bench and you've got Bruno on the right wing. Why not bring Anthony on and either take Bruno off or... Keep Bruno on and take Mount off and put Ericsson on. You need balance in a team still. Like you just can't just chuck on a load of midfielders and just hope it happens. That's why I'm saying it's worse than Ollie because it's like there's less of a plan. It's so it's less strategic. It's so much less strategic than what Ollie was doing. He's just putting man on and just hoping it it works. It's got he's got no clue what's happening at all. No clue. And that's saying something because obviously under Ollie it was. Erratic to say the best, wasn't it? Yeah, toilet. Um, it's not going to get any easier, or is it? I tipped you to be top four by the end of October, didn't I? You'll be bottom for me at this rate, bro. I'm not even joking. I'm not saying we're going to get relegated, obviously. I mean, you got home to Brentford and away to Sheffield United next. If he doesn't win, if he doesn't win the next three, like if we lost two out the next three, let's say like. Brentford beat us and we like drew to Sheffield United and then whatever, we didn't beat Copenhagen. He could go, you know, because the, do you know what's the, the thing is as well? Ollie didn't have any man that fell out with him. That was the thing. Mm. Ten Hag's got 
Sancho falling out with him. He must be laughing now. Maguire, strict captaincy. We're conceding three every time and Maguire's just laughing on the bench, picking his paper up. He must just be thinking... Team. I know. Maguire must be thinking... I know. Maguire must be laughing his head off like, you bomb me saying I'm the issue and you're conceding three every game. How does that look? But he's just laughing his head off. Sancho at the team can't get can't get a, a game because he hasn't said sorry. But then Anthony's on the bench. Like it's just none of it's making sense to me. Like none of it. His management of the squad is getting worse as well. Like the problems are getting deeper and deeper. He's not managing the squad well off the pitch. And on the pitch, it's even worse than what's off the pitch. Do you think United have got the people upstairs to make that kind of call? Or will it take the fans turning on him? Because the fans haven't turned on him yet, have they? Obviously, they'll go on sensible podcasts like this and you'll say sensible things where like you're not you're not ferociously ten hag out. Yeah, like it's not saying he's not gonna turn this around. Not rioting, it's not a riot. I'm just saying he's not actually good enough to manage Man U. Like I'm saying it as calm. But that's what I mean. Do you think you think it will take people basically rioting like Planes no, over no, no. Old Trafford with Harg out and stuff. Bro, we're not drawing, you know, we're losing. Like, you, you can't just keep losing like this. You'll get relegated, bro. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it has, something has to change. Like, if you keep, just keep losing every game, you'll lose every game until you go down. Like, the only way you can nip it in the board, if this doesn't change on is on the pitch, is by sacking him and getting somebody else who can, who can actually manage this squad in order to play football. You can't just, like, like I said, other managers, sometimes you see a brand and you just don't win because you've not got the quality of player or you've been unlucky in games. That's not happening at United. We're playing awful and we're losing. Like, that doesn't give you time as a manager. If you're playing good and you're losing, you will get time. If you're playing bad, like horrendously and losing, you won't get any time. He is on borrowed time at the moment. Yeah, but that's what I'm, I'm saying. Sorry, do, you think no. you, are you, do you trust you've got the structure upstairs to be like, you've spent 400 million, you've had a yeah, year and a half, yeah, we've got bro. the balls we, to say you are not... We, we sat to manager after he won the FA Cup, mate. Like, that when that was LVG and he had status, bro. Like, yeah, but that was it, a bit honestly, different then, wasn't it? Was it not different? That Murta wasn't in and that was yeah, he. And obviously bro, Mourinho they, was they available was then, so they were pretty much going to sack anyone to get Mourinho. I'm I'm not not saying this in an arrogant way, but this is my new man. Like if 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 they don't think you're cutting the mustard, which is not, they'll get rid of him, man. If the results are that rotten, this 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 could be a season like Chelsea last year. Do you know where Chelsea just didn't win in like 20 games? Like I can see that happening to us. Like we could like literally not win for like the next 10 games. Like if you look after the Man City game, Newcastle. At home, that's not a gimme. Fulham away, then Luton, Everton. Ever these are teams that are scrapping. Just Everton have just beaten teams as well. Galatasaray again, Newcastle away, Chelsea Newcastle away, away, Chelsea, Chelsea at, home. at home. Do you know what I mean? They're not easy games. Not then Liverpool, Liverpool away, sixteenth of December. This is what I'm saying, bro. Oh, I hope I hope I'm still in the job on the sixteenth of December. By. He won't be here by then. No chance. He won't be here by then. No way. No, I don't know. This I isn't mean, even me. This isn't there. even me wanting him out. Like I'm calm. If he stays, he stays. But I don't think he'll be here by then. 
I, I Travis, genuinely don't think he'll be here. Travis, he's he's beating Brentford at home. Brentford are, are on a uh, a rotten run at the minute. They're struggling. Why? Why do you? Why are you so confident he'll be? I don't know because I'm just going off the name Manchester United. Yeah, they will beat the Brentford at home. They'll beat Sheffield United away. Everyone's beating Sheffield United, and they'll beat Copenhagen at home. That'll be three wins out of three. I can just see it. Bro, I can just feel it. You're too confident, man. This literally... <laughs> you want? Have you watched us play, bro? Like, oh, honestly. I watch it all the time. I watched you Saturday, and I loved it. I watched you tonight, and I loved it. Um, I couldn't wait to get on this potty and talk about it. Um, I do. After Liverpool, yeah. I watch Man United the most, mainly for journalistic purposes to come on this podcast and talk to you. Um, I can yeah, bet you. Nothing, I can bet you any amount. Nothing to do with how you're playing, purely that Man United will beat Brentford at home. That's the world we live in, surely. I will bet you any amount of money we won't win them next three games. No chance. Will you beat no Brentford chance. at least? Because I'm going to pick you in last man standing. I'm not sorry, bro. I hate to break it to you, man. What other fixtures have you got left? I hope you out, man. I'm uh, a good friend to you. The other so one I'll was get... Fulham, I think. I was looking at Fulham at home at Sheffield United, I think they might be. Chef, what Fulham at home to Sheffield United? Yeah, yeah, pick that, that mate. Pick that mate. Really? Yeah, don't do not put your money on United, bro. You'll be you'll be very, very upset. Do not bet on Man United. I'm not just saying that as banter. You will be very upset. You will. Because if you lose, you'll just be fizzing, mate. Honestly, do not bet on us. We are trash. We'll concede a couple of goals easy. Because we're coming up against that Muembo and all that. And they've just got beasts up front. We'll... Mate, it's going to be horrible. Curtains are watching. So if you Let's just do devil's advocate then. If Ten Hag Go goes, what would you do? Who would come in? Are we talking Graham Potter, Harry Potter, <laughs> Pot Dog, Pot Dog, as you called him? Can't be saying Pot Dog and stuff like that, man. Nah, man. Oh, would you poke the man from somewhere else, Deserby, something like that? Would you go? I'd love to have Deserby, but I, I don't think he'd come in November, man. It'd be, it'd be similar to Potter just coming at such a bad time, unless he came in January. Like when the Champions League group stage is over and we're already out. Like if you if you come, that would be the good time to to get rid if this carries on. Christmas at the Champions League, just let the new manager come in, maybe add a new a couple of his boys, and then just go from there with with just a run like a little FA Cup run and just league games. So he's got time to coach because at the moment, even if Tenag was a top coach. He probably wouldn't have the time to coach as much as he want. I don't think Tanag is actually a top tactician. Like when I watch him in the games, he's not navigating the team around the opposition and what changes they're making. It's like leaves it too long to change stuff, and we're getting packed in in games, and he just leaves it. So that to me tells me he's not recognizing what's going on in the game. So yeah, any manager that comes in, I think Christmas time is going to be the ideal time. We'll be out of the Champions League by then. I'm literally not saying this to be negative. But I, this is what I genuinely feel. We're on no points, bro. Like, literally, we've got Copenhagen back-to-back. Even if we win both of them games, we're going to lose at home to Bayern, and then it's a straight shootout. Whoever wins between us and Galatasaray at their place, and they've already beaten us. I don't fancy us to go to Galatasaray and win. I'm sorry, I just don't. 
So then if we go out, I hope we finish fourth, but we're probably going to finish third, which will be annoying. And we'll be in the Europa. That will be so dead. But I'd rather, I'd rather just finish fourth and just let a new manager have a proper run at the team. And people, I know what people are going to say. Like, I'm a sellout. Oh, selling out on Tanagan already. And any manager can't be successful under this board and all these dead comments. But it doesn't matter. Like, you can have, like I said, you can have the best... If you gave Man City's infrastructure to David Moyes, do you think they'd win the league? Of course they wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? It, it just doesn't matter. You have to have a top manager. He manages the team, sets the tactics, sets the team up, give the team the belief to, to believe that they can play football. And, and it's as simple as that. And until we get a new manager, this guy is not the solution. I might not have the managerial solution, but what I do know is this guy is not the solution. Dead man walking already. Uh, Sig Matter has just joined. I don't think I've seen you on the channel before. Thanks for nice tuning in. Right. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe. Uh, Hoyland, good player. Yeah, we touched on it earlier. He's probably the only shining light from tonight, would you say, Trav? Yeah, definitely. 100%. I loved everything about him. No, I don't know. Maybe Rash. Rash played well, didn't he? Rash was good. Yeah, Rash was good. And like you say, if you can add that third player up front, I mean, being a Liverpool fan and obviously we've watched Arsenal fly in the last 18 months, you get a solid front three, electric front three, and wonderful things can happen. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, like, Rashford's had no striker to play with for 18 months. So, like, sometimes when he gets the ball on the wing, I bet he's just been dying for someone to just pop it in and just get it back and play little one-twos and link up and stuff like that. And even have a midfielder in and around him as well and or like an overlapping fullback and stuff like that and i just I, again the fluidity at what we play i mean amrabat's just not an overlapping fullback is it so that's another thing that's going to kill rashford so sometimes when he probably wants somebody to go on the outside of him as a little decoy run take the fullback away opposition teams must play or something this is so easy, man. I've not got an overlap to track. Like a fullback playing against Rashford was just think, right, just defend deep, leave no space in behind, force him inside. He's got no striker to pass to and there's no fullback overlapping. And people wonder why Rashford just blasts it into people all the time because he's got no he's got no other option. What options has he got? Do you know what I mean? Like same with the other side, the wingers on the other side as well. The movement's so dead at United. So just like I said, mate, uh, Hoyland was really impressive tonight. He's feeding off scraps. Um, and that's not slating Amrabat, is it? Because did you think no, Amrabat came Amrabat. into Man United to be an inverted left-back? He it? must be thinking, <laughs> get me back to Fiorentina. The pain, man. What we do to players, man. It's like being in one of the soft films, man. Just pure torture. Just literally, you might as well just sit someone in the chair and just start bending the fingers up and put devices on their head, mate. It's just straight. It's a slow death at United, man. It's dead. Uh, Dow says Copenhagen is the most prepared team in this group. Um, so they drew the first game, didn't they? With Yeah, they drew away at Galatasaray, to be fair. And they did all right. I know they got beat today, but... They're no mugs. They're no mugs. They'll definitely give you a game at home. And like I said, I'm not confident United can go there and just roll them over. I Is mean, it away to Copenhagen first. Yeah, it'll be away, I think, and then home. But I mean, Arsenal lost to Lons tonight as well. Champions League is so unpredictable, man. It really is. Like, you just can't vouch for what's going to happen. If you're not prepared, 
away from home, especially in this competition, you will get beat because teams are just the, the competitions are so strong across the board. Especially in Europe, away mm. wins are like rocking horse. That's it. Uh, Sigmata says Eric Ten Hag, so bad manager. I think Man United, good team, but find to new manager. Yeah, we were just saying he looks like a dead man walking already. And this is going to be the thing for the um, Manchester United board. I mean, obviously, there's been so much talk about the sale, hasn't the Trav? And then it's almost like the last thing they need at the minute is not performing on the pitch, nowhere near top four, out of the Champions League early, having to face the prospect of sacking another manager, finding another new manager. They could almost be doomed about it if there is real talk of a sale. Do you think Tenag's doing this to the club cell so it's not valued as much? That's the only way I can think. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, the sale... I don't know how much the sale has impacted Tenag and his job. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, like, budgets and stability of staff and stuff like that. But to me, he, I mean, when he comes out in the press conferences... He says he's focused on the job. He's just concentrating on getting his team playing. I don't know what they're doing training. I'd love to watch training for a week. I really would love to watch training for a week to see what they actually do, how they prepare for game, the details. I watched um, Vibe with Five with Rio and Joel and Steve Housen and Kevin Prince-Boteng was on it. Really good episode. Kevin Prince-Boteng's yeah. been at a lot of clubs and he was top draw and he was talking about like saying he thought Tenag wasn't great and doesn't give the detail. He's on about De Zerbi, played under him in Italy at Saluso and said, De Zerbi's the best manager in the world. Like literally in terms of detail, what he gives players. He basically coaches every player to be able to play in every position. The instructions he gives, everybody has six passing options. The goal is like another player. Just He was just talking through his philosophy basically. And, and he says he expects perfection. He says his sessions are boring because he drills so much repetitive like tactical input in his sessions, I don't think United are doing that. Like, you, you, well, you can tell United aren't doing that. Varane is not the best ball playing centre back, but he should still be more comfortable than he is. It's like playing with a grenade, bro. Like every time we get the ball, we just want to. It's like a bomb. Like we just want to get rid of it all the time. It's just so bad. So yeah, I think new coach, and then we'll see what happens with the sale, man. That's high praise for De Zerbi. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I've seen that clip of that with Boateng. I'm going to watch that um, yeah, was, tomorrow. Um, Sigmata says, A1 English, I'm sorry. No worries, brother. No, English is good, mate. mate. It was perfect, mate. We knew exactly what you were saying. Uh, we scored Kazim Simsek. Thanks for joining, Kazim. Hi, Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. I haven't seen you before. We scored two goals in 70 seconds in Real Madrid where when Ronaldo was there. Mm. that's obviously a team that knows what they're doing. Galatasaray, yeah. always big club. Well, Galatasaray have always been um, a name around Europe, haven't they? Remember back mm. in the 90s with Schmeichel and Cantona and the Galatasaray away was always a tough one, wasn't it? Welcome to hell, that banner. It was always intimidating. Yeah. There always seemed to be riot police on the side of the pitch. Like You felt like you were literally going into hell. I mean, I don't know if it's still like that, Kazim. Let us know if it's still a, a welcome like that for away teams. Uh, Kazim says, why did you underestimate us? 
I don't think you did, did you? They just no, I think Kazim's right, though. I think the general consensus was just a, a standard routine United home win. Do you know what I mean? Strong team out, United under the lights at Old Trafford, first game at Old Trafford in the Champions League. But it's just not happening for us at the moment. Again, it goes back to the way we play, but like you said, how's your luck as well? Conceding poor goals, decisions from the players. Obviously, look, it's not all 10 out. The players have to hold, like, take take responsibility as well. They have to be held accountable. Yeah, but do they, though? If the, no, no, some, if the, the, some of the areas... He's not organising them and he's not motivating them and he's yeah. not giving them the belief and yeah. the tactics to carry out, you can mm. lose managers really quick, can't you? And you can. I think in this particular game, though, if you look at it, the, the first goal, Dallow should head that and he lets it bounce and gets beaten for strength from Zaha. It's not good defending. I think Varane should probably be a, a blocker in front as well when the ball's in the air and just get, be a little bit closer just to put Zaha off. It's a poor goal, though. Like it's a cheap goal we just scored. It's a long punt, it's a hopeful ball. And Zaha is not really like known for his physicality, but I think Dallow's got to be a little bit stronger. The third goal as well, and Arna's just passed it straight. Well, the penalty, I know they missed that, but it all sets the tone really from that. The, the red card, Galatasaray get the impetus. So I think the goals come from sort of our own downfall. As, as bad as we were, I didn't think the performance was great from us at all. I thought the way we played was pretty average. Do you know what I mean? I think anyone, no disrespect to Galatasaray because like you said, they're always in the competition. They're very, very good at home in terms of an intimidating atmosphere. They'll always give you a strong game. But if United have aspirations of qualifying through the group, we really should be comfortable by name. But the way we're playing, we are probably the worst team in the group. So I can't see us getting out of the group. I think Galatasaray will probably edge it now. Um, obviously, with the win and the point on the first day, that's a good point from there for them. I think Galatasaray could actually go to Copenhagen and probably win, and they'll fancy them. They'll definitely fancy themselves at home against us. So if they we if they beat us and draw against Copenhagen, that's eight points. That probably sees them through because Bayern are probably going to win every game. So yeah, I think I think eight points will see them through. To be honest, are you surprised as me? It, how advanced you see Casemiro on the pitch? He all seems to be in and around the box. And obviously, I've been, I've grown up in the last five years on Fabinho. He was hardly ever in the opposition box. Is Casemiro? He's not, DM, is he's not playing like a DM, is he? Well, that's what I mean. Do you think he's trying to force the issue, getting in there himself, or do you think that's Ten Hag telling him to get in there? I think it's Ten Hag telling him to get in there because, again, like like you said. I think ideally he wants to build up with a six that can receive the ball and is press resistant and can play through the lines. He doesn't feel Casemiro is that player, obviously, because he's not using him on build up at all. But then he's got Mount to think about and Mount's positions or is higher up. And same with Bruno. So the balance of the midfield is just awful. Like that's why I wanted Frankie De Jong so much because Let's be honest, if you got De Jong over Casemiro, that's the player we wanted. That would have been De Jong receiving the ball off the centre-halves and dictating play and starting attacks and stuff like that. But if you if you can't get the player, then you have to find a different way to get out. Like, you can't just 
smash it long all the time. That's why you're a manager. Do you know what I mean? You, your your job is to find the solutions, whether that's Amrabat that plays in there or Kobe Mino. Yeah, people are going to say they're both injured. They can't do it. But you've got to find another solution. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's somebody inverts, Arsenal do it. They have Zinchenko inverts from fullback. Do you know what I mean? Can Luke Shaw do that? Can Dallo do that? There's got to be ways. You've got to be creative. And that's your job as a manager. You've got the tools. Go and use the tools. You know what I mean? Uh, Kazim says, I agree with you because there were so many missing people in your squad. Galatasaray fans knew this. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Yeah, no excuses. Injury record, your injury record is horrendous though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's no excuses. Kasim, what Kasim's saying is right. I mean, there's no excuses for Man United. Tenar keeps banging on about how he's assembled this massive squad that can cope with injuries. So if it's a massive squad and it can cope with injuries... Why aren't we playing better than what we are? This is purely performance related, you know. Like these results, they hurt, but I'm not, I wouldn't be overly forced if I could see progression with the way we were playing. But we're actually going backwards as a team. The performances are getting worse every game. Kazim, um, I don't know if you just heard me there. Do you still have that sign, Welcome to Hell, for to show away teams? Did you always show that? Um, in the league against other Turkish teams, or was that saved for European away games? Let us know. Um, I want to know if that welcome to hell sign from the 90s is still there. Uh, but he says, do you know that Istanbul will be like hell because Galatasaray fans are very aggressive and there will be a lot of noise on the field. We do not hear the referee's whistle. I can't wait. I'm rubbing my hands together for this, Trav. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's going to be a fantastic game, obviously, already. Uh, will that be game five or six? I think it'll be six because we'll play by in game five. She play first and fifth and then second and sixth and then yeah. double header third and fourth. I mean, that'd be a crazy game, wouldn't it? But you might already be out of it by then. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah, we will be out of it. If you haven't beat Copenhagen home and away. We'll be out, man. Let's see what happens. Um, just going to give it a minute, see if Kazim... Six, yeah, Serdal. Serdal, is that six European Cups that Liverpool have won? Uh, let me know. <laughs> we won the sixth in Istanbul as well. Uh, I do love Istanbul. Um, I don't know if Kazim is going to stay on and answer. But in the meantime, listen, guys, everyone that's joined us, don't forget to like and, of course, subscribe if you're new to the channel. It really pushes me and Travis on to do more videos and go live more and talk all things Liverpool, Manchester United, Premier League, Champions League, Europa League, I was going to say there, Trav, but <laughs> I can't get up for Jeff for the Europa League. <laughs> um, I hope you sleep well, Trav. I will sleep well. I'll sleep nicely, mate. I'll sleep been, nicely. You've been over the shot for a couple of weeks now, haven't you? I'm just, I'm just waiting for the breaking news on my phone, isn't it? I'll, I'll turn the sky, <laughs> I'll turn the sky sports alerts back on, mate. I'm just waiting for the breaking news, mate. Ten Hag sacked. Do you know one of them noises where it goes? <laughs> when I hear, I'll know it's done, mate. <laughs> when it's the big, thick yellow ticker that takes up the whole of the bottom of Sky Sports news, you know it's big then. Um, but yeah, guys, don't forget to join us in the next live as well. Thanks for joining. Travis, sleep well. Been a pleasure. See you later, brother. See you later. Oh, you beauty! What
Hedson! What?